You're listening to Band Practice with Matthew and Krebs. Rock out with your cock out. <laughs> So that's our intro music. Okay. All right. That's your intro music. It was very dramatic. Yeah. That was a... Uh, Calero. Yeah, that was contributed to us by a buddy, uh, Joey Calero. Okay. I thought you knew him, or I, th- I think I assumed. It's, mm. man... Because didn't he also work at a different... Or Calero used to work at Sam Ash in the drum section okay, right. for years and years and years and years and years. But now okay. he moved up to uh, Seattle. Seattle. All right. And dude, he's doing... He got a job working AC repair for the school board up there. They like, need air conditioning in Seattle? Apparently so. Okay. He had to learn heat too, because he, he knew AC from down here. Because <laughs> that fucking knows that. Like he's this guy that you'll hang out. It's like, yeah, I work this, I work this. He worked like eight different jobs. They're not connected. And we're like, what else don't I know about you? What the hell? I thought about doing that when I was a young man. AC and R. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy who lives in the apartment complex where the that was in a you know as most dudes are on the band pad uh, uh, band practice podcast. I was in a band. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, heavy metal band, Torment. Of course. Uh, with a guy named Jason Lefebvre and another cat named Mark Marusak. And then we had uh, Greg was the other guitar player. And then there was another cat, I think his name was Sean, that kind of made their way through. Anywho, uh, we would practice and then we'd go over and party at the, the manager's house. You know, a bunch of 16, 17-year-old boys. With a 40-year-old guy buying his beer and other thing, and, you know, nothing untoward happened other than we got drunk. I was going to ask. No, no, nothing like that. Because nowadays, this usually ends with Kevin Spacey. No, (laughs) nothing like that happened. (laughs) No, nothing like that ever happened. Uh, uh, He would, like, there would always be older chicks there, what we now call MILFs. Yeah. And he would hit on them, and he did rather well. But this, you know, 40, 40-something-year-old hippie guy in the you know, late 80s who's associating himself with a bunch of 17-year-old heavy metal dudes. Mm. So, you know, there was some crossover there, you know. <laughs> there was some crossover with, you know, we had 24, 25-year-old chicks that would come out to shows and check us out. And be like, oh, you're so cute and dangerous and whatnot. Uh, and then, of course, Stan, Stan Plosky, uh, the manager of Torment, would... You know, when he could stand up straight, would just hit on them unmerciful. And I love him for it. I loved him for it. But to bring it back to the point, right next to him lived this cat who was an AC&R tech. And this guy, you know, for a little, you know, 16, 17-year-old Wesley, looked like he had it all. You know, he had his own place. There was a different chick there every night of the week that I saw him. He had some different girlfriend there. Uh, Had all the toys that you would want. Nice car. Had a motorcycle, had a decent little guitar, um, and always had weed. So I was like, that's the life, man. That's what that's I need. That's it. How, what do you do? And, and he's like, I, I fix air conditioners. So I, you know, I was like seriously thinking, this is it. This is the life for me. I'm going to do uh, AC&R. And then when I was in the Navy, that was actually offered to me as something I could learn to do. And I was like, oh, hell no. Oh, yeah. Another veteran. Yeah. We're pretty yeah. well represented thus far. We had... Uh, the Viking was what, Army? He was Army. Uh, Jesse was Army. Jesse's Army. Air Force. Air Force. Marines. Marines. And Navy. the Navy. So finally, you've saved the best for last. That's it. <laughs> we'll go with that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> You'll cuss me on another. And you're just like, eh. We're going out of our way to not invite any Coasties. Okay. <laughs> well, I have a, I have a, uh, Because they're not in the DOD. 
I have a guitar student who's a retired Coast Guard. It's oh, actually really? pretty cool. Pretty cool. He, um, there's an older cat named Jerry. Yeah, nice guy. You know, I try not to uh, just go with the sailor thing and just leave it at that. <laughs> like, yeah, sailors. And we let that matzo ball hang out there and just don't talk about the elephant in the corner. <laughs> I don't actually bash them too much because a lot of them actually do deploy. When I was in Iraq, I met them. Like, I'm like, and, and I asked them, I'm like, you're in the Coast Guard. Like, you're nowhere near a coast. You're in the middle of nowhere. Is that weird? He goes, you're in the Air Force. How often are you actually on a plane? I'm like, that's a good point. I just can't wait to get our first Space Force veteran. Oh, I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to enlist and become a Jedi. Space Force. It's yeah, going right. to be a good time. We just don't want the Marines to go first because you're going to fuck whatever aliens you What are you find. talking about, man? Have you seen aliens? That's exactly what you want. Yeah. Space Marines, man. You know, what's it? Uh, you know, on a bug hunt? What was that one? Oh, it's Starship, or Starship Troopers. Exactly. Oh, yeah. All right. That's what like, you want. Would you, would you like to know more? <laughs> about what Starship Troopers are? Who was the author of that? Uh, I don't know. I know he was like a big he's proponent big of like, yeah, fascism and socialism. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something. Well, no. Did that come across at all? Was it <laughs> violence is the ultimate power from which all other power extends. <laughs> but that's how you deal with fascism. You just make it ridiculous and you put Neil Patrick Harris in it. <laughs> that helps. Fucking Doogie Howser was in that. I bet he played himself. He played, you know, he was like going after the brain bugs and whatnot. And yeah. You know, and, was, um, you know, of course, I'm the smart guy. But listen, man, you can't knock MPH. You're, you know, here was a dude that was a child star and now is America's, one of America's most beloved homosexuals. Absolutely. I mean, hell, dude, I saw this guy doing the, uh, the, the Christmas thing at Disney. At Disney. And he's like, oh, my husband, and I'm here with my child, and we just love Disney, and... And it was great. They had the chorus stuff and this, that, and the going on, and NPH just killed it. He's a great actor. He really is. He did, ever, and when he played, was it Barney on uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yes. He yeah. played the, the, the misogynist heterosexual guy? Yeah. Sure. Like, he nailed it. That's why, oh. I, that's why if I ever see him, I'm going to bitch at him. Because when, uh, when he came out, he ruined my entire delusion of ever fucking meeting Barney Stinson. What, he's not right. real? He's son of a, a bitch. You weren't a Judas Priest fan as a, as a young man? Uh, no, that was because we already went through this with Rob Halford. Did you? It's like he was a what? That's actually, oh, I guess. Well, that's actually funny. The leather, yeah, the spikes. Oh, but nobody noticed. He so he got like an entire generation of people to wear like leather and spikes. By the way, I'm gay. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now when I listen to Eat Me Alive, it takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and then, but that's awesome because like Freddie Mercury did, did, did the same thing, you know. Well, he was he, pretty feminine guy, but 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 amazing showman, amazing talent. He didn't outright hide it though. Like no. he, would, he would get asked about it, and he was like, he would just avoid the question, and he wouldn't come out and say no or. Well, it was like, a different time, you know. Yeah. At that time, it was still, I believe, considered a mental illness. Yeah. And over there, across the pond, they would like Pretty lock jail. you up and um, you know force yeah. you to take drugs and all that kind of stuff. Oh, what's his name? The uh, the, the gay writer from the. Early 1900s? <laughs> Which that, one? Pick one. <laughs> uh, from England. Goddamn, is, is going to Your dad? Um, he wrote, <laughs> uh, I, I actually haven't met him yet. Thanks for bringing that up. Okay. No, fuck. Um, no, he wrote... Um, oh, this is going to bug me. Let's move on. I'm going to find out. Uh, I'm going to remember in about three minutes. Didn't this all start off with me wanting to be an ACNR tech? How do we... Yes. We got really highbrow there this, for a this, minute. This is, this is exactly... Welcome to band practice. Welcome <laughs> to band practice. This is how it works. Yeah. We I'm just so, go. You know, when, <laughs> when Craig was on the show, I kept noticing that. It's like, okay, we got the, the trunk of the conversation, and here we go on a branch. We're going to talk about this for a minute, and then somebody's got to bring it back home. And Would when you, you asked me to be in, I was like, I'm going to make sure that uh, we stay on the path of the straight and narrow, and you can tell I mean it because that right there. <laughs> That's a real sound effect. That's not one of them canned... 
um, canned uh, special effects that you get there uh, down at Walmart. No, that one takes effort. We, we pride ourselves on having no sound effects. <laughs> Bro, you just had some. Right? <laughs> We're going to tell you, you got the bonus plan when you brought me on. Yeah, we didn't actually have a pl- like the only thing we, 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 we wanted to talk about with uh, Craig was conspiracy theories. So uh, it's, the only, <laughs> only we, it's the only thing we got into. And why? I, and why? I, because it was funny. fun. No, yeah. that's it. Spin the monkey up and watch him dance. But no, no, no. But no, he, he was I'll very graceful. No, I, he was, I, he was the most. Yes, he knows his stuff. He was like the most sane conspiracy theorist I've ever heard. Like, and okay. that's how he gets you. <laughs> that's how he gets you. I mean, like, I even said on the podcast, I was like, I'm not sold. But he, he was very adamant about the V-neck T-shirt. He, oh, and, man. Yeah. <laughs> and He's, some of the stuff... And, and I wow. gave him credit for, like, some of the stuff that is genuinely weird. Like, like the perfect bullet. Like, the, the, the bullet that killed Kennedy, like, fell onto the gurney, and it was, like, immaculate. That's a weird thing. I gave him that. But, but I, I don't think uh, Oswald could have done the shooting job that he did. Not with a bolt-action rifle, through foliage, at a moving target. Matt? It wasn't just a moving target. It was a predictably moving target at a right, okay. At, so clear day. so on a clear on a beautifully clear day on a bolt action rifle, you could pull that off. Absolutely, well, especially, if, especially you're if, if you've been training, and you yeah. work at it. I mean, no Joe Schmo's off the street's going to just go pick it up and With go the do Sears it. Sears bolt action rifle. We're not Does talking it, about a precision piece of military hardware here. Doesn't matter if you you can this take is any weapon. Squirrel rifle. I mean, come on. You got, if you take any weapon and you train for it. Oh sure, you can do it. Sure, it's absolutely obtainable. All right, and therein there still lies the mystery. I just, man, you know, and I'm not saying that's a, the official story is, is well, yeah, what I'm going to go with. I don't know who the fuck qualified you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, that's, I'll, I'll, right up, that's right up there with Craig <laughs> in his V-neck T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened. We'll never know. And here's the thing: here we are, what uh, about forty, almost fifty years down the road. Oh, and we have V-neck T-shirts now, and that's the yeah, trailerage. <laughs> no, you, I was going to say. I mean, does YouTube, it matter? And no. does it matter anymore? No, no. No. And 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 the point that I uh, I think one of the points that I made to him was like, because uh, there's all the, all this talk about how like the CIA did it or NSA or who, whoever else was around, but um, if there was a massive conspiracy theory, someone would have said something. Someone would have come out because not that many people can keep a secret. I beg yeah. the, I beg <laughs> to differ. I used to think the same thing. I used to think the exact same thing, but we absolutely can. And okay. the Manhattan Project proves that. And not only well, not only was it well, a giant they secret. kept them all isolated out in the middle of nowhere. But that was a secret of, no, of, of no, things no. nobody thought to look it for. No one had done that before. People were working on this. There was, I think, they said there was, it was something like, uh, like a hundred thousand people were involved in the Manhattan Project. Yeah, but left and they didn't. It was so compartmentalized. Everything nobody was so knew compart- what they were doing exactly until the bomb dropped and everyone went, "Oh, that's what I've been working on." Yeah, but and then the Russians stole it and made their own. Yes, so it does get out eventually. Eventually, yeah, but. How long were they working on it before everyone was like, know. oh. How many Nazi scientists did they bring over to help out with that little project? Seven. Only the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cream of the crop, that's all. No, they all went to NASA. Von Braun. Yeah. But before, a <laughs> little stop before NASA. What? They were the Manhattan Project. That's where all, you know, all the, the Nazi rocket scientists. They, the good know. ones got us to the, to the moon, man. Okay. <laughs> Unless you think, and that's didn't that's turned out so. You know, all that money's been spent so well. You know, I'm giving you the sarcastic thumbs up there, radio listeners. <laughs> says, way to go, because that's not like it's a complete and total waste of money. I don't think it's a complete waste. We got some cool stuff out From of NASA. It. Yeah, we got um, microwave CD players, uh, Velcro, like got, a lot of shit. We got uh, moon, we got moon rocks. Where's your where's your CD player at? Oh, that's not a fair question. I mean, now? Uh, mine, 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 you mine, can't get this. You can't get the MP3 player without CD first, though. Mine, mine's in my truck. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, there's Actually, still, uh, there's, dude, I, where I work, there's still folks out there looking for eight-track tapes, man. It's a funny Be- story. Because I you was, hate yourself? Why? I was in the ghetto the other day, and I stopped to get gas, and there was some little kid and his buddy sitting out front of the, of the door. Mm-hmm. And I walk in, and when I walk up, the guy's like, he's like, oh, I just got, you know, I just got my, my CD, and that. And I'm like, how much is the CD? He's like, He's like, whatever you got, man, a dollar, 50 cents, five dollars, whatever, whatever, wow. whatever you think it's worth. And I was like, all right, I'll give you five bucks. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I, made his day. Yeah, yeah. So I, I bought the guy's CD for five okay. bucks. Uh, what was his name? It was uh, Young B. Young B. Yeah. And, you know, stereotypical fucking rap CD. You know, he's got a little... The outline of the city and the backdrop, and yeah, 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 he's got yeah, the crossed yeah. arms, the, the yeah. hat that looks like it just literally it's came a, right out of the store. And it's not a made CD. He, like, put a sticker on it, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, maybe this could be really good. Maybe. maybe. Who knows? And so I start listening to it, throw it in the CD player in the truck. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> it still works. You're way too nice. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Every once in a while, you got to take a chance with some music. So I'm listening to it, and I'm not going to lie, like, the, the melodies... And the beats he picked were phenomenal. Okay, like, it was really, really good. So we're so we're plug at him, and and the uh, the vocals, the uh, damn it, what's the word for it? The vocal patterns he picked were his cadence. The, there it is, the cadence. The cadence over the tracks were perfect. The lyrical contact content was fucking terrible. God <laughs> damn it, it was fucking miserable. It was like, I'm going to get money. I'm trying to get a milli. I'm in the hood. I want money. I want money. Like, fuck. Mm. Like, I, I could say. I like, think I've heard that song before. Yeah, a hundred million times. Like, I can understand you have your one song about I'm trying to get rich. All right, cool. The whole fucking You got to have that one. You got to have you your, have you know, the, I Party So Hard song. Yeah. No, the, the whole uh, CD was I Want Money. The, you know, <laughs> I Am God's Gift to the Ladies. Yeah. You know, uh, there's always that one. What's the other, like, you got to have it rap song? Uh, oh, 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 I'm there for my people. Uh, and oh, I'm go. there for my people. And, yeah. and you have to rap about where you're from and how you rule that place. That's the can be the, you can combine yeah. that one up where I'm all there for my people. Yeah, yeah. and it was yeah, there were seven tracks, all seven. Like I said, the, the I need money. I need money. I need money. money. I need money. I'm trying to make a milli. Where's my milli? I want money. Like I don't think he's gonna get there. I'm hustling selling it for at my five milli. bucks a pop like, outside. No, no, he shit and get on US one. You know, but like, I feel like he's got a lot of potential. It was just that lyrical content, man. Because like I said, the, the the harmonies and the beats were beautiful. The lyrical cadence was perfect. Like, like made you move, made you want to move your head. And right. then you start listening to it, and you're like, ugh, 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 fuck, stop, 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 just just stop. Do you want to get him on? <laughs> can you find I him think, again? Yeah, I think I you should have him on. <laughs> if he's that close, so I can coach him. If, he, <laughs> yeah, tell if him he's, he's like, that listen, close you know, to being like, good, what, read a book, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, seriously, fuck. You know, and, and you give him all that that crazy, you know. Uh, African, you know, uh, the, the, the you know, like the pulp literature and stuff like that. All he needs is a thesaurus. Here, man. Don't there. That would be helpful. <laughs> or, or give me VCD, Adderall, in three days. I'll give you something. I'm good at rewriting. Yeah, but I mean, do you can you for seven songs? All you have to work with is "I Want Money." Can you share the experience of what it's like to be a young black man? Obviously, look at me. I just, <laughs> He is a minority. <laughs> well, aren't we all now? Didn't the DNA testing kits prove that, that everybody's, you know? He's an Indian. Right. Well, uh, there's te- that, technically, you know. Technically. We're uh, all a little uh, bit uh, oppressed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you've seen that episode of South Park, too? Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, I, before they did it, it was uh, Avenue Q. 
I hadn't you're seen You're a it. little bit racist. You're a little <laughs> bit too. Well, I guess we're all a little bit racist. Accepting it's not an easy thing to do. Come on, man. We learned that from the puppets. The only thing I learned from puppets is that the internet is for porn. What? The internet is for porn. Oh, okay. The internet is for porn. All right. Yeah. Maybe we should stop watching puppets. <laughs> We're say, getting too much information from puppets, and that's <laughs> not a good source. Not for you, not for me, Maddie. <laughs> I think it's all right. And there's the problem. <laughs> I do it. I'm doing okay. Mm. I'm not. I'm not like you know getting porn from stores anymore. Now I just get it from the internet. Nobody gets porn from stores anymore. I don't even know how those stores still exist. I, I'm really confused. I don't know. I mean, you got to be like low rent pervert. To still be having to go down and, and rent DVDs and stuff. Or, or you just don't know. You know, you just don't know it's even there. I just, I can't, if you got a DVD player and you got the wherewithal to get your ass down to Miami Vice, which that was my favorite one on US1 there. That's a good one. It's still there. Yeah. I know. And I suppose I if, you, if you need some lingerie, that's, you know, that's the spot to go. I might. Yeah. You never know. You know, you feel like, you know, some fishnets or, you know, thigh-high bustier. I, I don't know. <laughs> I might need a new corset. <laughs> Do you know what that means? Or a, uh, or a corset? Sure, man. Have you seen his pictures of him in a corset? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Yeah, no. He's, he's just, okay. <laughs> he dresses up in drag occasionally and does stand up. All right. <laughs> There's a purpose. Can tonight not be one of those nights? <laughs> Look at me. Am I? No. I've sat here with my ass on the fucking metal before with uh, uh, Milf. I did it with um, Heather. Heather. Yeah. yeah, he dressed mm. up in the corset and, and stockings and shit, and it's like, oh, I saw that online. Yeah, he, yeah, did the whole, thought, he, he was dressed like I that. I thought for the they whole just, show. just superimposed your head. I didn't realize that no, was real. That was real. Yep, he I looked that good. Okay. He, yeah, he did the whole show dressed like that. Yeah, I just threw up my mouth a little. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually an entire purpose for that. Like, I bought that a couple years ago because besides I besides you getting off. Besides that, right? that's that goes without saying. Okay, so what was the uh, you know the other added benefit? <laughs> oh, well, I bought I bought the whole deal like a couple years ago because I've I've done stand up on and off, and there's a friend of mine that she's she wanted to do, uh, she's a burlesque, like belly dance, like like a really classically trained dancer, mm-hmm. but she's also very, a very funny person, and, and she's been trying, and she's also really good at like coordinating things, and she's really really good at networking and stuff, so. She had moved to Tampa, and she had started something called it was called like uh, strip club comedy. Ba- basically, it it be um, it be well, okay. It would be it would be um, like a bunch of comics and then some dancers okay. that she knew at a really seedy strip club. Okay, so it kind of makes sense in a uh, way. There's stuff like that going around. I saw there's uh, like uh, Star Wars burlesque, um, where you know they're they're incorporating elements of Star Wars and into a burlesque show with the fans and all that kind of stuff. Never really my. I mean, that's why I like porn. I mean, you know, I'm you know the Telly Savalas players with yourself club kind of guy. You know, I want to get to what I want to get to. Let's get this done. I got shit to do. Telly Savalas. I doubt our listeners know who that is. No, Telly Savalas had the uh, he did the commercials for the Players Club. I know who he is. Right. Well, you know, uh, I always made fun of that. It was the, the Players with Yourself Club. <laughs> I know, but but you've just aged yourself, basically. So, <laughs> I just well, like, because I know who Kojak is. Hey, here's here's something you need to learn about me. I love, 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 love me TV, like the old uh, black and white westerns, The Rifleman, okay. Gunsmoke. Love that shit. Cannot get enough of it. Uh, when my wife met me, one of the I mean, I'm lucky she married me because I was in this huge John Wayne kick. Like, I, this is back in the time of VHS. There you go, dating yourself. 
dating me. <laughs> oh, we've all had VHS. All right, yeah, so right. Uh, this was, I had literally every John Wayne flick from Red River all the way up through The Shootist, which was his last I was about flick. to say, oh, do you wow. know, I just watched recently The Shootist. The Shootist was, was, was really his last film. It was fucking good. That was, it was a great, every, everything it, John Wayne did was awesome. But it also like made sense, he's like, like he, uh, his character had cancer, right? Yeah. And isn't that kind of like how he That's died? exactly, like it's, yeah, apropos. I watched this like not that long ago, and I'm like, wow. No, he knew it at the time. Did you, pl- like, did you plan that? That's what I would love yeah, to ask he knew, him. he knew it at the time. But, I mean, if, if you're, no, the, the original True Grit, yeah. um, Rio Bravo, which is, you know, Hondo, hands down, one of the best goddamn Westerns ever. I mean, it's up there with the Clint Eastwood stuff, but, I mean, if, you know, Hondo. Um, but, man who shot Liberty Valance? He was the dude who shot Liberty Valance. It's just Jimmy Stewart got the credit because it was a better story. How do you put that up, uh, up against stuff like Tombstone? Uh, Tombstone, great Western. Great Western. I, and I'm I, waiting I, for a butt. Are you about to do butt? No, there's no butt. Okay. No, I got nothing there. Uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt, Kurt uh, Russell did a great job with that flick. I mean, I don't know if you know, but he basically he directed that movie. I know. Like, that. he gave up speaking, speaking parts mm-hmm. that ended up you know, being Doc Holliday mm-hmm. saying the lines. Uh, so that he could be available to direct it, because the guy they brought in was just shit. Oh wow! So after I guess the guy died, and, and Val Kilmer just recently uh, came out with something like this, he was like verified it all. It's like yeah, literally, if it hadn't been for Kurt Russell, literally putting his thumbprint on everything, making sure shit got done correctly, that movie would have never happened. That's a and great the point. reason it's as good as it is is because that guy grew up in the movie industry. I mean, he was a Disney kid. Yeah. And and grew up. I mean, he's one of the one of the the best success stories that Disney has for their their kid actors. I mean, because he's still. I mean, Jesus Christ, he just had something come out on Netflix. This he's playing Santa Claus now. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Well, they did. They just put it out like last the week. Christmas Chronicles. It yeah. just came out. He's Santa. And before that, what he was? Uh, he's in the Marvel Universe's ego. Yeah. 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 Um, Quentin Tarantino can't get him enough of that. He's he's like in every Tarantino flick. flick. Yeah. Supposedly Tarantino's going to do a, a Star Trek film. Oh, yeah. we need an update on that. Because yeah, I haven't, I, we haven't, I haven't heard anything new, but supposedly... He submitted, like, a... They gave like, actually, <laughs> Paramount Films... They gave him a green light to write a script. I don't okay. know I don't know but how far... But there's several others that, are, like, he's kind of up against. So nothing's been greenlit, but there's, a, like, several different stories coming in. Yeah, they got, they got a couple people writing scripts, but apparently Tarantino wants to do a, mm. a Trek flick. Uh, well, let's see how it goes. Yeah, you know what could, I am looking forward to. It, it could be really good or really, really bad. Exactly. We'll see how it goes. You know what I am looking forward to? What's that? John Favreau's doing The Mandalorian. Oh yes, Justin. Shout out to Justin. Uh, he, yeah, it's he showed me really, Boba Fett, basically a, it's a, a Boba series, Fett yeah. type character it's as good. a series set in the Star Wars universe with the George Lucas seal of approval. Okay, and Favreau uh, producing directing. And oh wow! For, for anyone who who doesn't know, who he John did Elf. He did Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's this guy? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what what's he done that's not turned into? I mean, I can't think of a flop that this dude's had. Uh, Iron it, Man Two. Iron Man Two was great. was not a flop. Was not a flop at all. Not a flop. Not as good. I'm sorry. It's, no, of course it wasn't else, as good as the first one. Everything else you said, and then Iron Man Two below that. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just okay. saying. It's still good. Still good. I'm not, I'm not saying I won't watch it. I'm just saying not as good. Uh, damn Skippy! I watched the, the <laughs> first Iron Man last night because uh, you know. Iron I'm Man. on my Iron Man run. I'm doing my Marvel stuff, to, you know, getting ready for uh, Infinity War, uh, well, whichever, it's, in, whatever, whatever they're going to call it, because yeah. it keeps threatening that the trailer is going to drop. Well, maybe this Wednesday, maybe this I Thursday. Saw, I saw that. Ooh, Wesley. Well, they're doing like going to keep you on your toes and on the edge of your seat, man. What are they doing? They're doing like something. Uh, they were doing something today, actually. 
uh, like some studio deal, and they were talking about they might drop the trailer or at least officially put out the the title of the movie. Who knows? I, Who knows? I, I, I mean, the one thing that we do know is that uh, you know that something's got to happen where Spider Man comes back. Yes, they're all coming back. Almost all of them are coming back. Well, these comic books. We already know the story. Like, the I story mean, come on, general. man. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they froze. Ca- they unfroze Captain America, and he's it, you know it, it, good to go. No <laughs> cell degeneration whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> they're coming back, but I think sh- some of them might stay dead. Yeah, they got to move on. Uh, there's, I think there's plans to make uh, uh, a female Iron Man. No, I guess Iron no, Gal. No, no, no. Because no. they did no, it in the no, comics. No. And, and, and it didn't and go they, well. And they, and they, but, they backtracked it real fast. But but be, because the person they chose was a 15-year-old black nobody female. Yeah. Now, in the MCU, Shuri, black... Uh, right, black right. Uh, that would actually, that actually work. Sister. Because she's incredibly charismatic. She's smarter she's, than, she's than got a Stark. Great, she's got a great yeah. following. She'd actually be a, be a good move. It just didn't work in the comics, but it might work with her. But I don't think that that's the plan. That's the difference but between the the comic world well, and the, and the, the, the Pro- cinematic world. Gwyneth Paltrow is supposed to dress up as Rescue. Okay, which is female Iron Man. Okay, like they. I they, can see that she gets her own. Well, suit. Didn't she still have the uh, the Emmaus thing going on with her? No, that's the uh, extremist. Extremist, yeah. right? Uh, that's supposed to be taken out. We think. I don't know. Was why she you... still wearing that Aramis man? <laughs> <laughs> I think she got a stupid th- shit said on the air. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it was never really talked about, but I'm pretty sure Stark cured that. I, I yeah, don't know why I guess w- that happened. Off I don't camera. know why you would though, because in the comics it's actually fucking awesome. Yeah, but there it's not. I know. And then I if know. you watched Agents of Shield when it all ties together, like it's, I'm not, I'm not it, there you, yet. You die. Uh, okay, I'm not there yet. <laughs> it ends with you dying. <laughs> so Shield. Just I, I quit Agents of Shield after the uh, Ghost Rider. Really? No, I stopped right after that one. Oh my that's, god! That's the next about, season. Oh, no, I take that back. I watched the one where that's the the planet. It's in there. He in the future. Yeah, when they're in the future, uh, yeah, and then the chick, and then that I think sees that's the where future. They kinda I'm like not it. there yet. Oh, it's so fucking <laughs> good, dude. That, it's weird. That one, it's, it's very Marvel, man. It, and they're, they're definitely moving that stuff into space. And okay. and that and that season, hands down, the best one. Okay, it was so fucking good. I don't know. I'm still half hard from just their Ghost Rider was really good. The Ghost Rider season Ghost Rider was, great. was the best one. They topped it with the the, the space one. I mean, I've almost forgotten the fact that Nick Cage played him the first time. Like, I'm that close to forgetting that that happened. Oh, wow. I forgot until you just reminded me right now. <laughs> You're welcome. You're <laughs> you really welcome. think he did that bad of a job? Yes. Yes. It, it was, know, a, man. It I was enjoyed a, both movies. I, I enjoyed them both. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed them, but it wasn't I thought a Ghost Rider. There were super cheesy parts. It was but Nick. all in all, man, I mean, uh, let's listen. When it comes to, and this is just one man's opinion here, when it comes to um, comic book flicks, that kind of thing, I watch them all. I go and support everything because I don't want them to stop. I've waited my whole life, life yes. Yes. for this. Something, the things that, you know, this, it, it is in my imagination and in 2D in my hands. I can now, like, you know, I'm there. And there's that old movie, movie magic where they're there. I meet it immediately. I'm seven years old again, and I'm there. Yes, Spider-Man is real, and he's fighting Doc Ock, <laughs> and I'm watching it. Uh, another one, Aquaman. Bro, what is going on in the DCEU that the the top characters, Spy- uh, Superman and Batman, no can't get a good flick out of them here lately? No one cares now. But the, yeah. tra- the trailer but for Aquaman. Wonder Woman and does- Aquaman. The trailer for Aquaman looks out fucking It looks standard. so dope. I can't wait to see it's, it, honestly. It looks Doctor Strange good. It's yeah. Black Panther. It's, it's Black Panther, but Aquaman is now the... Um, 
What's his name? And putting Momoa in there, you know, old Carl Drago. That, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Because you're going to have it. every chick in America just, you know, sitting in the theater getting those, those seats moist. And yeah. it just makes more sense to have a Hawaiian dude with, with like, Hawaiian tats. That makes more sense to me there than, was, and than I think the Aryan poster child that they yeah. first made him as. <laughs> well, there was a kid, uh, there was an Aquaman movie, and it's on YouTube. It's got Ving Rhames in it. Really? Yeah. It's, it's actually not. Well, I mean, see, this is, you know, this is why you bring me on the show for the, like, super deep, you know, let's get into it. No, but if you go, it's an um, Aquaman made-for-TV movie. Okay. There was a Justice League made-for-TV movie. I think I've seen that. That's, yeah. I mean, That's it's pretty good. It's cheese, baby. It is cheese. DC animated, really actually really good. Yeah, a lot of DC, a lot of DC has a really good good animated stuff. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the they, they, that's where they're, they're excelling. The over and, 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 they're, and their TV, their TV shows, the Arrowverse, is badass. Well, uh, I enjoy it. I really like it. You're comparing the two. But, that, yeah, they own the CW network. They're on oh, like, yeah. every night of the week. Oh, because WB. That one. Warner Brothers. Whereas Marvel's into Netflix. Yeah. And you take a show, you know, Luke Cage, uh, The Defenders, and Daredevil. Those three. Because as much as I wanted Iron Fist to be good, both seasons sucked. I like a season big old two. donkey dick. Fucking hater. I love season, season two. Season two was phenomenal. No. It was so no. Where they good. ended it is where they should have picked it up. What? It was so good. That's ah. not a bad point, though. Like, Because no, okay. where they ended it, I'm like, That's I'm where they should have picked I'm it up in. right there, where he was looking for the World War II. Yes. Um, um, Oren something. Oh, Oren something, Orin, yeah. yeah. So, so they were looking for that learn cat. about more. But right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, the you know, original Iron Fist like, stole it from somebody. Yeah. Let's say that dude's still alive out there well, somewhere. and they, That book was supposed to be in the temple, and he stole this book during World War II, and then went rogue Iron Fist or whatever. And, and if he wasn't dead, I'll bet you that old dude would be played by David Carradine. <laughs> <laughs> but set, fucking auto-erotic asphyxiation, never once. Uh, so, yeah, I was working for Paul and Ron when he was on the show, and then about a month later is when that happened. Oh, damn. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was drunk as fuck. All right. Oh, dude, it was, I mean, 6 o'clock in the morning, and you just, I don't know if he hadn't gone to bed yet, or that's just how he is, man, or how he was, but that dude was lit. Lit. Yeah, the only one I've seen more more screwed up than him was Mitch Hedberg. He came into the station, and obviously just, you know, he was nodding. The guy was on heroin. It was obvious. Uh Smelled bad, the works. And people wondered how he died. <laughs> dude, Why really, died? He was crazy really, funny, but still, oh, I mean, he's still he's still funny. By the way, heroin like, is in unforgiving. <clears throat> yeah, he's still funny. Like it's because it's not relevant. It's just ridiculous humor. A lot of comics don't age well. His shit's still funny. I yeah, still he's, he's up there with like Bill Hicks. You know, his, his yeah, shit. You know, con- George Carlin. He'll, yeah. he'll go on forever. There's just not enough of it. Which All right, so more. the Aquaman movie. Yeah, yeah I'm super excited. Aquaman. No, no, the one that you can go to YouTube right after this show. It's the made-for-TV Aquaman movie. It's got uh, Ving Rhames in it. Really? Yeah. Playing who? Uh, he's like uh, the, you know, the trainer, overseer, protector who brought him up. Like, so he's brought out of Atlantis as a baby. So Ving Rhames has kind of brought him up uh, in the Keys. And this was all filmed down in the Keys. Okay. And set in, in, in the Keys uh, next to the Bermuda Triangle, where apparently that's where Atlantis is. And there's this whole thing where... If he goes back, there's going to be a war down there. And anyway, it, yeah. And now they're coming to trying to come and kill him to cement whatever. The, I, uh, it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Okay. The, uh, the Justice League one, not so much. That's would, up there with the Roger Corman uh, Fantastic Four flick. You just, oh. You're never going to get <laughs> that. Oh, I've heard of this. I want to see it. Dude, but you're <laughs> never going to get that hour and a half of your life back. 
Have you seen the first Captain America? I own it. Yes. I yes. Own it. Yes, I have. And I will give it its, um, its credit in that they did something that they should have done that they ended up doing in the first Captain America, which was you make, you make um, uh, Red Skull go through the experiment first. Mm-hmm. That was not canon in the comics. But, but they did take that and use that in the first Captain America, the, the one with uh, uh, Chris Evans. Like it's the, but it's the only good thing about that, except for, and I posted this on a friend's page, uh, MySpace page years ago, but this is before the, the MCU started, but somebody cut up just all the scenes of Captain America punching people mm-hmm. and then played it to America, fuck yeah. Okay. It's, that's the only other good thing from that movie. <laughs> all right. There, there was that one. There was a... Nick Fury movie with David Hasselhoff. Yes. Which sadly, visually, the, the, he's the, perfect. I got to say, of all the Marvel flicks, the villainesses in that one uh, at the time, you know, I'm sure they're not you know, quite as, it's like you know, the, the hot chicks room. Okay. Yeah, but those hot chicks have been in there for 20 years. Not, <laughs> Upright Citizens Brigade. Man, you're all over the place. Upright Citizens Brigade. We haven't even touched that one yet in this podcast. There's, wow. there's, uh, you know, they're not that hot anymore. That kind of thing. But back <laughs> in the day, you know, when it was a young Wesley was watching that on the Sci-Fi channel, uh, yeah, that was... You know, <laughs> I remember seeing the previews for that. I've never Did, seen what it. What about Man-Thing? Uh, Again, you're never going to get that hour and a half of your life back. But there was made for Sci-Fi through Marvel Films... Uh, this was uh, right after Blade. Okay. So I mean, they this was like straight up made for TV. You know, all five dollars of the budget. You don't see the monster until the end, and then all you really see is glowing eyes. Okay. You don't see the man thing. Uh, Swamp Thing, from back in the the I've, early eighties. I've, I've got a couple of those comics. Those great flicks. There was a series. The Toxic Avengers? No, not this. No, no, the Swamp Thing. <laughs> That's a totally different shitty thing. There was a series for, uh, for Swamp Thing back again in the mid '80s. Uh, it was one of those. Um, wouldn't be on ABC, NBC, or CBS, but it would be like on your local affiliate on Saturday at four o'clock. That okay. kind of thing. It was like you know they they would make it, and then different markets would buy it. But it was it was like that. There was a New Mutants uh, TV show there for a while. Oh wow! I don't think I, I don't think I know this. I think I might yeah. have missed it because, uh, like, I miss like Wolverine and the X Men. I miss a lot of those anime series. None of like, these were these were live action series. Everything that I'm telling you guys about is a live action series. Never mind the animated stuff. I mean that that's that's fun. And but as far as the development of the comic book movie from, I don't know what the the first one that I am like truly truly aware of was the Superman with Christopher Reeve. I'm like yeah. I remember my father taking me to see that. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one after that would probably be Batman, Tim Robbins' Batman, and those were all awesome. Tim Robbins' Batman? Oh, uh, what the director? Oh, not Tim. Um, Edward Scissorhands guy. It's like right on tip my tongue. goddammit. it! Um, Nightmare. Yeah. Before Christmas. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Tim. Tim Burton. 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 That's Thank it. You. Tim Boyton. That's go. the one. Yeah. His his first two, Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I mean, then they got campy. That's when they started bringing in, well, you know, well, the because he, uh, he dipped out, and then uh, well, yeah, they started. They they changed yeah. Batman. They you know Michael Keaton and went to what was it first? Because was it, it Clooney and then Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer then, then Clooney. Clooney. Yeah, there you go. Well, they decided they were like, okay, we can use this to make money, but it can't win awards, so it's not a serious flick. Nobody cares. Well, no, you had a different director that came in and ca- instead of keeping Batman Sh- dark, Schumacher, Schumacher, right? Yeah. You had Joel Schumacher, and it's like this is a comic book, people, and it's going to be big, and that's why you know they bring in Schwarzenegger to have the cheesiest of lines. Cool out. 
That, that, uh, that keep would... it on ice. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know. I know. I just said it committed sacrilege saying whoa, whoa, the anti-Schwarzenegger stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's one of the greatest actors in the world. In the world. In the Look world. Look at twins. Junior. He had a baby in junior. <laughs> See? <laughs> Listen, hey, you got me. You know, Greatest actor in the world. Ah! Conan. Conan. Terminator 2. Right up there with one of the first. Predator. Like, ah. Yeah, Predator was a good one. You remember, what was it? Uh, oh, good Lord. Eraser? That one, but no, I was thinking Red Heat. The one he was with uh, the Jim Belushi. Red Heat. I don't know. He's set in Chicago, and he plays a uh, KGB agent who comes over to find some Soviet criminal who's made it to America in the middle of the fucking Cold War, somehow <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> somehow made his way to Chicago. Okay. Because, you know, Chicago in the 80s was known for being a just huge, but just loaded with Russians. <laughs> you know, maybe Boynton Beach I could have bought, but... Chicago? Chicago, not so much, you know. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I'm sure the, uh, the Italian gentleman and the Polish gentleman and the Jewish gentleman and the black fellas there... Uh, would had you know that ran the criminal element there uh, may have had something to say with it. Chicago. I'm pretty sure, pretty tight and buttoned down mob town. Yeah, pretty pretty sure. I'm I'm, I'm fairly certain of that. Yeah, just, I don't know. Don't they have like Al Capone was from there or something? Sam Giancana. Yeah. <laughs> the whole syndicate. What happened to so, uh, What happened to Robert? Oh, he went to get a beer. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he does beer runs. But yeah, so okay. But the comic book flicks. So, yes. After Batman, I think okay. So there wasn't really there was like there a was whole, nothing. There was nothing. There was a big big empty gap there. And then uh, Brian Singer made X One the X Men movie. That's where it and, really started up. And that was and again that's Fox. That was Fox through Marvel through no there was Blade before that. Blade Blade was good and Blade was Marvel Films. That was Ivy Arid. It was I don't think it was Marvel Studios. It was a Marvel film, but uh, okay, it wasn't whatever. But, but you had Blade 1, 2, and 3. But they were like, I guess you could say they were underground comic book hits. Same, think, same as Daredevil. Most, same as, uh, you know, most, but most right up there. Most people didn't know Blade. Blade Blade was Marvel. They had no idea. No. They, had, they thought it was just Wesley Snipes being a badass ninja or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. Oh, the Daywalker. Yeah. All right. So from Blade, which also had a series on sci-fi. Yes. Not Wesley Snipes playing that one. Uh, apparently, Wesley Snipes is... It when talks, to come back? I don't blame him. Apparently, he's talked with. They've the, he has officially talked with Marvel Studios, and a, apparently, there is a new movie that has it hasn't been completely greenlit, but they are writing a script. And I'd love to see it, and he's supposed to be involved. So I would. Love I'd to love see to see it. it. I'd love to see Ryan Reynolds come back as Solomon King. Oh, that. <laughs> oh um, no! Actually, no. They, they they greenlit two movies. They they did greenlight it. Well, they're starting. So they're starting with two, um, and. Uh, they posted. Uh, I think like they started like a Twitter conversation about who who should play Blade, and actually some really really cool artwork came out with um, Jimmy Fox. He looked okay. badass, and then I think Kevin Feige, fucking you know Godfather of my dreams um, of uh, Marvel, has said there's only there's only one Blade. Fair enough. Yeah. Which yeah. we just, we just watched those again like recently, and we like nerded yeah. the fuck out. Yeah, it's a good flicks, man. Because they were MCU before the MCU yeah, was the MCU. They didn't know what they were doing. Like, like they were they weren't meant for kids, and it's a vampire, so it should be kind of a horror movie. All right, like, so let's take a second. We've okay. talked about all the good stuff. Let's talk about the really bad stuff that should be avoided at all costs. Daredevil, namely the Ben Affleck Daredevil, <laughs> Which, and not because of Ben Affleck's Daredevil. It's not his fault. Not, it's, it's not, ben not, Affleck. not because ben of him. Because of Bullseye. 
Colin Farrell's Bullseye. That's oh, the reason yeah. you want to fl- miss that flick. <laughs> really? Because there's so much more we can there's a, oh, there's a whole lot more there than that. <laughs> uh, the, the kingpin suddenly becomes black. I didn't mind that racist. Not even a little bit. No, that's <laughs> I, not I, that I good mean, old fashioned um, soft racism. It's a, uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Clark Duncan. Okay, yeah. Which is kind of like made sense to me because he's a smart guy. Coffee like the drink. <laughs> they they at least understood one thing: the kingpin should be physically imposing. He's not just fat guy. Like he no, should yeah, be physically. He's, he's solid. And he's, I'm still afraid of Michael Clark Duncan. He's been dead for like five years now. So I remember those those panels in the comic where he's like, "And I trained my body to be like granite." Yeah. And it showed, you know, just the, like you know, five different drawings on one panel of him, like you know, breaking bricks with his hand. Yeah. And you know, you're like, yeah, it looks like he's this this big fat blob of a dude, but no, that's that's all solid. He's a solid mass. Yeah. Did you, you know. see the uh, uh, Daredevil, Daredevil season, season three, the last one? Yeah. They got him in the iconic suit. Oh, yeah, the oh, white suit. Fucking oh. awesome. Mm-hmm. That I loved six, it. Six foot nerd direction. Yeah. So, uh, and then Daredevil, that movie got a spinoff. Oh, oh, Electra, yes, also. <laughs> yeah. Another. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'll be honest, only one scene I've seen, it's where this chick kisses, uh, what's her name, who plays Electra, and it was just so I could beat off real quick. Yeah. Oh, I swear. Yeah, it's uh, Typhoid Mary uh, kisses her yeah, and gets yeah. her. You know, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that—that's why it's watching is for the villains. That's 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 one. That the only reason to watch that one is is the villains. <laughs> they they make that flick uh, because uh, yeah. Oh, do you really, really want to shit on something? Wolverine Origins. Oh, there you go. That one's that one sucked dick. Did it? God. Yes. yes. Absolute. Absolutely. If they hadn't gotten. God if damn they it. Just hadn't put Ryan Reynolds in that one as Wade Wilson. And just left Wade Wilson was, out of it. That was fan service. Total fan service. That was, That's what that was. They were trying, you know, <sighs> squeeze a little more blood out of the radish there. Okay, so, but, but so had why, they just why, completely left why, that why out did, of it? Why did he have to run into Gambit? Like, what the hell was going on? Because in the they island? were looking like, again fan service. They just God want names in there. Damn it! Like there was uh, that movie sucked so bad. Like, and then uh, like the girl's sister like turns and it turns into Diamond because she's supposed to be Emma Stone, but not. Yeah, no, but Emma, not. Uh, they were, like it was completely out of continuity with everything else that was going on. Like it made no goddamn sense. Well, that's, we got our, we got that's, our, like, that's your friends at Fox. We got our like our playing fifth, with Stanley's characters. We had like our fifth fucking car- uh, actor playing Sabretooth. Like there's no like yeah, God, but Liv Schreiber. And was that the, actually, I, of all of them, Liv Schreiber was the best. He was, he was fucking, the best. Yeah, he was sure. fucking badass for sure. He well, was there the best. you go. So you but, just found something nice to say about that movie that you just didn't you? Not not the movie. There you go, Mr. Blister. And I do we just stumble upon like effeminate West? I didn't know this is a thing. All right, man. I'm. A father of three daughters. <laughs> I became a dyed-in-the-wool feminist the moment my first daughter was born. He lives the in a house moment. with four women. Wow. I do. That's yeah. like how I grew up. It's like mostly women. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it is uh, not what I imagined as a young man. Uh, you know, I was like, you know, one day I'm going to live in a house full of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been more specific. <laughs> Bet you wish you went to AC now, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I, uh, that's I, you know, all, all joking aside, that's that's one of the, the 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 best things about my life is being a father. I mean, that's that's the number one job. I, uh, that's what, yeah. Everything else comes second to that. I said your daughters are, are adorable. By the Thank way. Thank you. Thank you. Ages. We paid extra for that. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, ten, eight, and six. So great. that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that's like um, okay. So I'm the oldest, two years beneath me is my sister. Two years beneath that is my brother. It's like yeah, uh, the the last two are Irish twins, yeah. and that's that's a fun story. Um, Irish twins. Oh yeah, mean? yeah. Uh, uh, the wife was. We had the second baby, Faith, and my wife was scheduled to go and get her tubes tied. The day the procedure is supposed to happen, we 
fasted the night before, and yeah, see, I'm doing that couple things. Weed fasted the night before, no, meaning she didn't eat. Uh, she got herself ready to have surgery and all this, that, and the other thing. We wake up to a phone call from the hospital. Your doctor went into labor. What? So the procedure's been canceled. Okay. Okay. Now, sometime between that moment and the moment that my wife did not call to schedule it, I knocked her up again. Because <laughs> I'm so potent. Uh, yeah. Sleeping with my wife. I'm, I'm just a <laughs> Yeah, but you couldn't hold After off. After two kids, we, you know, we had that third. You week. couldn't hold off. You couldn't wait. So, well, no, well, I, I did. So, uh, the doctor that delivered uh, Hope, my third baby, uh, she was the one who went into labor and missed the appointment. So, I was, you know, I'm like, you know, you got to give me a discount, right? <laughs> Didn't get a discount. Didn't get a, get a discount. So, let that be a lesson to you. Refrigeration and uh, air conditioning repair may seem like the way to go, but you really want to be an OBGYN. That's where the money's at. Because <laughs> you never have to give a discount. Exactly. Never, you know, what? You want me to put the kid back up in there? No. What are you going to do? You're going to pay the bill? You're going to pay the bill. No refunds. Oh, that sucks. See, I just bought a 360. That's what I did there. That's where we started the show. Where's that? With the ACNR repair tech oh, thing, yeah, and yeah. I just brought it full 360 with the OBGYN story. But what about the comic book movies? That was filler in the middle, man. That's just to make your show entertaining. This is so not where I expected to go. <laughs> no, like, not at all. Like, <laughs> I had one, I don't I, I don't really know him. So the I learned one thing on the ride here. You got you guys were also in a band together. Correct. Yes, I learned that because I, I literally texted you like, so is there anything I should know about him, or did we just go in dry? Like, nah, let's do it dry. So the only thing I thought of was but I wanted to like talk about how hey. Do you know how today we like act like like nobody actually just listens to CDs anymore? Um, because we well, I do. Well, you do, but I was because I I'd, I'd heard a song. But I still listen to. I mean, because of my job, I still listen to vintage vinyl and LPs. That's that's one of the beauties of uh, beauty benefits of, of of my my day gig. But most people don't, and and that's really sad because I literally just heard a song. Yeah, that, it is. <laughs> I literally just heard a song today off an album where I, I would have never heard that song unless I bought the album. Because back in the day, you would buy the album and you would put it put it in the CD player and you would just let it play. Sure. Um, and most of the songs were never going to be played, you know, on, on the radio. And I was like, that sucks for like people today who don't do that. Well, the, the that's that's really changed the whole industry. Is where you know you would you do, you wouldn't pay. What was it at the time? Like eleven bucks for a CD. I think it was. I think originally it was like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, something like that. But it, it, was, when it, was it like leveled 20, out, it was like twenty bucks, and then it was like fifteen, and then it, it leveled out to about what eleven, twelve bucks. I, yeah. would, I went to CD Warehouse where that, where that shit was cheap because you bought it, you know, used. Yeah. Well, I'm saying you know, like say no, yeah. a new CD comes out, it's going to come out brand new, eleven, twelve dollars, maybe thirteen, if it's somebody like uh, Michael Jackson or something like that, and or if it's a Smashing Pumpkins. Sure. Or like they do like yeah, a, double a double record. Where it's, I bought sure. that. If, infinite yeah. sadness, melancholy, and the infinite sure. sadness. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, my dad bought that for me. Oh. No, <laughs> no. Um, my You're dad, dating yourself. No, yeah, um, my dad said it, it, it was it was one of the weirdest like birthday purchases for me ever. I think I was like 13 or 14, and he was like a, he was at a blockbuster, and he walks up and he'd ask me what I wanted for for my birthday. I'm like, all right, I want um, Smashing Pumpkins, and I want uh, and I want Stabbing Westward. He goes, I don't know what any of those, those words are, but okay. So he, he goes to Blockbuster, and there's like a, you know, a young dude behind the counter. And he, and he says, I want Stabbing Westward, and I want Smashing Pumpkins. And the guy just looks, stares at him and goes, why? Because <laughs> my dad's a bald, Jewish, hairy, chubby guy. And like, my dad told me, like, I'm looking in this guy's eyes, and all, 
and, the, and I, I can tell this guy's thinking, I have to give up on my music because this old Jewish fat guy, bald fat guy, is now into it. And he goes, No, 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 no. It's from it's, it's from my son. He goes, Oh, thank God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, buying music at Blockbuster. Yeah, okay. Also, I mean, Blockbuster. I was, I was more hung up on the kid. It's like, oh, because some you know an older guy likes the music you like, you can't like it anymore. Yeah, because when you're 16, you're stupid as shit. Yeah, there you go. That that seems what that's you know. That's right, the one. So eleven dollars CDs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, now, and you wouldn't pay eleven dollars for something with just three songs. No. You. you that's no. a ripoff, right? Right yeah. off the bat, that's where you, I see your haunches come up. You've come forward in your chairs. So how does a record company overcome that? F- filler. Filler. So you would, you know, yeah, you're going to write a record that's going to be forty-five minutes to fifty minutes long. It's got to have at least eight songs. At least eight. Look at Metallica, for example. All right, it, it, those first couple of records were almost formulaic. Yeah. With you know, uh, you had the title track was going track two. Yeah. You had the opener, which would have an instrumental open. Then they always had a, they always had like a three or four minute instrumental song. Right, and that would be usually the next to last track. Yeah. Orion, Dyer's Eve. Yeah. It would be the next to last track. Uh, the last song on the first side would be the. Uh, would be the ballad. Yeah. Welcome Home Sanitarium. Let's start it off with uh, Fade to Black, Welcome Home Sanitarium, One. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, they knew what they were doing. Now I, got, I didn't know there were formulas. You ruined, no, you, you ruined you, my you didn't know that? No. Really? I mean, look I, at it. These no, guys I actually just... thought about what's the best way to separate you from your money? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they sat down and they it wrote show these... show business. <laughs> yeah. Sigh. That's why everyone... Uh, Hates on fucking Lars because he was like the driving force of the business. He was like, "No, we need this song, this song, this song, and this song. We don't care how we get there, but we need this this song to be this." But he was brilliant in that uh, when they were getting started, they were playing covers of bands kids in America never heard of, Budgie, Diamond Head, that kind of stuff. Nobody heard that shit. Or like, if you'd heard the Misfits, man, you were really on the extreme back. And I mean, we're talking back in the day when this stuff was coming out. Um, This was not cool. People did not listen to this stuff. You were a weirdo. I mean, this was you know a time when uh, you couldn't go down to the mall and buy your little hair dye and that kind of stuff. You couldn't go buy your punk rock. Oh, this is back in the day before. Yeah, um, yeah this is when you had to really be it, and this is when you were going to get in a fight. Th- this is before Hot Topic, where you could sure. actually buy an entire personality. Yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. would. You would get. You know, you if you dressed that way or you had long hair, you were going to get in a fight. It punk, was going to happen. Punk mentality, I'll yeah. say. Yeah. So nowadays. With uh, you know, you being able to purchase rec- or, or you know songs by the song, you can literally go in and handpick what you want. Like record art. companies have you don't even do that. You just spend whatever it is for Spotify and then pick it. Like you don't actually sure. Yeah, I mean, who, who really owns music anymore? I do. You're you know a freakazoid. You're, I like, am. you're 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 the new audiophile. You're like the the, 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 you're the modern version of a record collector. I am, and it's. I mean, I don't have. How physical. often do you listen to those though? Do oh, you? I listen to them constantly. Okay, are you kidding right. me? I I, just, I I immerse myself daily in music. Some folks will get it, and mostly what I see is people who get it just to have it to collect it. No, there's like no they'll point buy in records. That. They have no intention of playing. They I, just want to own it, and they I, want it in good condition so they can, you know. No, I purge my hard drive of, of stuff that I'm not going to listen to. I listen to like I'll listen to it like this is terrible. I'll never hear this again. Fuck this. And then there's some songs where I'm like, eh, I keep them because I got to be in a mood to listen to them. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll hang on to this. Or other uh, stuff is like just, Offspring. It's all Offspring for me. Got to be in the mood. Well, like uh, there's some like Mashuga. Okay. Uh, real heavy, heavy math. Metal Seven band. string. 
real heavy math. Seven string guys. They're like super, super math metal. So like it's an involved listening experience. So uh Math metal? Math yeah. metal. Like so it. I'm, yeah. I'm learning a so lot tonight. Math metal is all right. So the drummer, it's like progressive metal, and we're just going to be complicated for just a, the sake of being complicated. Yes, but uh, so like a lot of times when I listen to music, I'm not just zoning out. I listen to it and I'm destructing it in my head. So like in my mind, I can see okay, this is the guitar line, this is the bass line, this is the drum line, and I can see the like almost see the tracks as they're being played out. So with the math metal, so like Mashuga, you'll have. His his right hand is playing in eight eight. His left hand is playing two four, and his feet are playing eleven thirty seconds. And my head hurts. But yeah, all, but and then the on. overall yeah. and the overall time signature of the song is four four. But the only way to write it down on paper to have it make any kind of goddamn sense is in like eleven thirty seconds. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. It's weird, man. Yeah, it's weird. It, yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's one of those things where you're like, huh? And it's it's and it sounds okay. I like it. It's just heavy. It's you know, heavy and like uh, what you know. As an instructor, I would say are etudes. It's just you know things that you would practice to get good at doing something. Okay, yeah. They just yeah. do it over and over and over again to make a song out of it. Same, same shit the Dream Theater does. Yeah. Not a fan. You know, just not a fan. I mean, um, like I th- making a song out of scales. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like Ingve, I'll give you an example. There's a one of those rock and roll stories that you always hear uh, that uh, some guitar festival thingy. And Ingve Momstein's on the bill. Stevie Ray Vaughan's on the bill. So doing the sound check, and everybody's going up and checking out their guitars and everything. And, uh, you know, Momstein is a big Richie Blackmore fan. So an equivalent to that, because he was a bluesy kind of guy, would be Stevie. They both played Stratocasters. So Ingve does his warm-up and all this, that, and the other thing. And uh, he gets over to Stevie, and he's like, well, what did you think? And he's like, Dad, you practice real good. When are you going to start playing? <laughs> and then play a song. You know, it's like, you know, it's like we, you know, and then he would just, yeah, I can do that too. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Unless you can do it really well. Nobody wants to hear that <laughs> stuff. I mean, that's why, you know, Ingve Momstein plays what, maybe two, three times a year now? Yeah. And when he does, it's at, you know, it's it's all guitar players. That's, yeah. every, that's the thing. What's the thing he's that's a, going a, through Generation Axe? Yeah. So it's a. Uh, he's a guitar player. He's a guitar N- player. Nuno Betancourt and Zach Wilde and Ingve Malmsteen and two other guys you've never heard of that are guitar virtuosos. Yeah. So who's in that audience? Other guitarists. Right. Other, yeah, other musicians. Sausage Festival. There's not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's. Come on, man. That that's, I, that's always my yardstick. If chicks dig it, it's good music. <laughs> it is. It is a. It is, there is a, a definite line between okay, you're a great player, great musician, and then there's the guys that write music that everyone likes. Yeah, and that's yeah. I mean, I can appreciate. I mean, I you know, I work in a music store, and uh, there's there's dudes that come in there and shred, shred. I mean, we'll melt your freaking face off. But then you ask them, you know, okay, now play a song. Uh, like what? And they're stumped. Like, okay, you can't play something by the police. How about some Metallica? Deny. How about, yeah, just... They can all nope. play... Let's be real. They can all play some Metallica. Uh, can they? <laughs> Every, well, Every okay. time I... I mean, literally, so, it's like, well, you know, well, play, least... play me a song. It's, it's, it's always the shred guys. Okay, play me a song. They can't. They can, they can scale their butts off with precision and accuracy like a nuclear weapon. Like, I mean, like a, like a tactical missile. But can you play me a three-chord song? I know, I know when I was coming up, when I was learning guitar, the, everybody learned Nirvana and Metallica. It was okay. ev- every, everyone learned Fade to Black. Everyone learned Enter Sandman. And then everyone started off with uh, 
uh, Come As You Are and Teen Spirit. With me, uh, my generation, let's see here. It was, that, was, uh, that was the songs everyone learned. You had to know how to play Layla by Derek and the Dominoes. God damn, it's a great song. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, you, you had Not to, Derek Clapton? <laughs> no, it was, it was you know, Clapton. Well, yeah, he recorded it right here in Miami. Uh, D- uh, Derek and the Dominoes was the record that it was on. And uh, see here. Had to know that one. Had to know House of the Rising Sun. That was like the first song that anybody that? ever yeah. learned. Yeah. I don't even play, and I still know how to do that. And I know that you can sing uh, Fly like... Fly By Night by Rush. Okay. That would, that would be one. Okay. Rush is a great example of an extremely technical band that writes good songs, and they did it tastefully. Okay. Name the three other bands that are like that. Uh, Protest the Hero. Never heard of them. What? Never heard of them. What? They're... Never heard of them. They are okay. not on the level of Rush. They are. They just don't. They have... are not. Yes, they are. No. Yes, they fucking are. They're not. They yes, may they be are. Playability wise, they are. Never heard of them, Matty. Never are, heard of them. They have, they the whole band is nothing but virtuosos, and they have some of That's the great. best music. It's so good. Never heard of them. Where's the radio hit? They don't have radio anymore, man. What what, what you plays still rock? Listen to radio? What plays rock on the radio anymore? Nobody. Nobody. Well, Spotify or uh, nobody, you know, nobody the, the new anything. music you ought to know kind of feature that you know. They don't have that that. Everybody should be listening to at least once a week, just like no, you need to go to they, a local music show at least once a week. I agree to go to the local music show, but the. No, nobody listens to radio anymore. In Spotify, their, their music stuff sucks. You know what you got to do? You have to go into, uh, you got to go to YouTube and then find related video links because they're not sponsored. So you can go to YouTube, find a band you like, and there's going to be twelve other bands that maybe closer oh, yeah. not to, and then you just start going sure. down the rabbit hole until you find something that's a band that does something consistently good you like. Okay, I guess there's, there's more no, than one way to skin this cat. Because there's just I don't know. That's that, what I'm taking away from this. There's I feel the way you do it, and there's the way I do it. I feel like everything that they push on Spotify for the new feature stuff is just stuff that they've somebody paid for that spot or stuff they're trying to push. Like, oh, here's this new great artist. It's the next, you know, Nirvana. It's the next Eminem. It's the next this. And it's like, eh. I just right now there's really nothing that's coming out that's uh, that's floating my boat. You know? Nothing. I mean, there's, there's really that's why you need to listen to Protest the Hero. We can't shit on Spotify too hard, so thank you for playing oh, yeah. us. Yeah, we're on Spotify, by the way. <laughs> I know. That's how, that's how I listen to shit. I, I've got a Spotify account. You know, but they're so not paying us, so also fuck them. Usually, you know, if I, if I get a call from a band that's uh, you know, looking for a bass player or something like that, and uh, I was like, okay, send me your set list. And then the first thing I do is I set up a Spotify of that set list and start listening to it, and it's okay. I start separating the stuff that, okay, that's a, that's a throw in, got with three chords. Okay, got that, got that, got that. And you get it down to the five songs that you actually have to learn yeah. to be able to do the gig. Uh, so I use it all the time. It is a excellent, wonderful product. Wait, so you're in a band? I am. What's, I, the, what's the name of your band? Rearview Mirror. <laughs> I make that joke because we finished with Craig. I'm like, do we even mention the fact that he's in a band? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think we did. Yeah, we uh, uh, just so no. Yeah, we did. He talked about because they were about to play the 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 races. We did. Oh, we yeah. did. Right. We played the uh, the right. last NASCAR race of the year. We pictures. played on Saturday and Sunday. It looked fun. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, December the fifteenth at the Glades Club for the annual Herman Dodd MC Toy Run. Uh, we're doing the after party for that. December twenty second, as of today. Uh, we just got booked at uh, Cafe 27. Nice. So this is the Christmas Eve, 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 the Saturday before Christmas okay. uh, uh, party. And then, uh, of course, New Year's Eve right here in uh, Cutler Bay at the Sandbar. We are the nice. featured band of the evening. Um, I'm not sure what kind of a theme they're going with or anything like that. I hope it's uh, bikinis or perhaps uh, naughty lingerie party. That would be nice. 
or the, or the theme that they've been working so well, which is we're not cutler based sports bar, we're cleaner. Yeah, right. I feel so weird walking into that place. Why? Because there's no eighty year old woman who's done meth who's hitting on me. Kids can go there safely. Yeah, like, I have. Yeah. I, I go there. They have two I, separate bathrooms. Yeah, I go there and I don't get offered crack. Like it's weird. What? Well, it was bad, man. It was. Do they was... even have a bouncer? No, they don't, they don't need, need one. one. Yeah, yeah. they don't need one. They, the place needs to be need cleaned Matt. up. Yeah, they don't um, need that anymore. Uh, the the first... singer for our band, Review Mirror, his dad was a local hoodlum that did business out of that place when it oh, was, yeah. you know, when it was the, you know, the Cutler Bay Sports Bar. Funny story when it was before it was Cutler Bay Sports Bar when it was Saga Lounge. Because, uh, you know, I grew up around the area. My dad used to drive by there when I was a little kid. And every time we drove by, my dad would always point there and go, never go in there. Don't ever go, <laughs> go in, in there. there. And you end up getting a job there. I wound up, work, a... I wound up got working married there. there. <laughs> I got married there. Ah, <laughs> oh, dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but your dad didn't know that it was going to be, you know, open, yeah, I mean, o- open I mean, bar that night. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, well, to be to be fair, the Colorby Sports Bar was a lot cleaner than Saga Lounge was. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, well, that was back, you know, Color Bay. This we're talking what uh, mid eighties. Yeah, you know, you go back before the mid eighties is really when uh, like the 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 cocaine cowboys that were down here were starting to get too old to do it and start you know shutting stuff down. And if you spend more than five minutes in Cutler Bay now, I mean, somebody's offered you bud. Oh yeah. I mean, it's it's there's just so much marijuana that comes through this little burg that uh, either uh, out of the grow houses that are out in in uh, the Redlands or. Or wherever it's packaged and processed down here, but you know, yeah, some of the best weed in, in Florida comes through Cutler Bay. Always, and, so and there was no Cutler Bay. You were a Ridge Red. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that's when they that was also when they cleaned it up. There used to be Cutler Ridge, giving it a most distinctly, uh, shall we say, white suit with a pointy hat kind of vibe down here. You know what's you know what's funny? Okay, so. Not that it's like that now. I mean, uh, especially, you know, congratulations to Tim Mirbot on winning the mayorship. Oh, he did, he did get he the mayor? He won it, baby. All right, good, good, good. So, okay. yeah, that's right. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm stepping in some high cotton. I'm in cahoots with the mayor. I wish I wish I was still a resident of Color Bay just so I could have voted for that, but, yeah, you know. Well, no, you live in Goulds. I know. So <laughs> I'm yeah. in the ghetto. Dude, you're on the, the edge <laughs> of the urban sprawl. Technically, it says Homestead. Yeah, technically, my address is Homestead now. They rezone re- everything. Did. Why? Because of the Some politician needs your vote? I guess so. Well, some new, the new neighborhood up the street, uh, uh-huh. Silver Palms. So they built all that shit and all that shit on 248, and they rezoned all this to be technically Homestead. I think it's because Homestead wants uh, to raise the taxes, and they're trying to annex this this area to expand the the city limits for the city of Homestead. Oh, so, well, you know, I guess yeah, yeah, seems about right. Yeah. And the only reason I noticed that is because we had Heather on, uh, one of our guests, and she was like picking me up and taking me here. She's like, um, give me Matt's address, so I do it. And she goes, oh, he lives in Homestead. Wait. It's only three miles away. What what happened? Yeah. yeah. Homestead's getting spread out there, man. Yeah. They're growing. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> One third of America's winter vegetables are growing there. <laughs> like herpes, one house at a time. Whatever, man. Ninety percent of ninety percent of the people on earth have herpes. Relax. It ain't that bad. You're not gonna wow. die. I'm not shaking a herpes, I'm shaking a homestead. <laughs> oh my god. But glad, yeah. I'm glad I'm not in the dating pool anymore. Ninety percent of the world's population has herpes. Okay. And it's not bad. It's, and not, it's what? not a bad thing. I was just watching Adam Rubin's Everything, and he did a whole episode on it. And oh, yeah. I feel educated on it. I've seen that. <laughs> it wasn't actually a thing until they created uh, or they made a drug that would like help the outbreaks. And like, well, how do we sell this drug? Well, you have to make like a, yeah. have to make it seem really bad. And it just happened to be like right after everyone was like getting scared of AIDS, so they were like, oh, this is a disease too, and it's terrible. Okay. 
Well, you, when you say ninety percent, like you're talking, you know, it's the simp, the different it's just, simplexes. It's just yeah. a virus because like a cold sore versus yeah. yeah genital herpes is yeah. that's well, worlds apart. From for apparently on Adam ruins everything. He said apparently like sixty percent of the people that have it don't even know they have it because they never develop symptoms. Okay. So you have it and you don't know it. Yeah, so you can have it. So you don't so know it. Granny, this is the intervention. Granny had it right. You know, you want to you know stay you know clean and a virgin and yeah. marry a, you know somebody a who's untouched. A what? A what? A virgin. virgin. Bless you. <laughs> so this is what I think is really funny. Okay. When 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 they were doing the thing in Cutler Ridge to change it to Cutler Bay, mm-hmm. and they were voting on the name, uh, the reason it was called Cutler Ridge is because it's literally that area is a topographical ridge, like. There's a there's a ridge line there, mm-hmm. uh, and they called it. They decided to go with Cutler Bay because it sounded fancy. But there's no fucking bay there. No, there's not. A, there's no bay. There's no beach access there, is there? No, none. So they called it Cutler Bay because they wanted it to sound fancy. And then the city gave a bunch of breaks to the Mercedes dealerships so they would come down so that way they could you know attract more businesses or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So then the Mercedes dealership moved in. They got rid of the hockey rink that used to be there, and. Uh, Gave it to the Mercedes dealership, gave them a bunch of tax break. They came down here, and then they decided to name it Cutler Bay. Okay, which was fucking stupid. Well, there's a lot of uh, so there know, was new new development around here. I mean, as far as like where Craig lives, that's, that's yeah. fairly new. Um, there's the spots that uh, this you know I guess it's a government subsidized housing. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that going on. The uh, depends on which side of US one you're on, I reckon. So. Little little more history about the area. There was an old dude named Cutler, and he owned like everything way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eureka, the street, mm-hmm. was uh, actually a cow path, which is why Eureka is all turny and wavy and stuff. Right. That's why it's not straight like every other road in the area, because it was literally a cow path, and they paved it. <laughs> That's how that worked. <laughs> but uh, it was called Cutler's Ridge, and they just turned it to Cutler Ridge. But it was Cutler's Ridge. I see. Because he owned he owned all that land, and he had farms and uh, animals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he, I guess he died and sold it off piece by piece or whatever. But that's why it was Cutler Ridge because it I was see. Cutler's Ridge. It was <laughs> Mr. Cutler's Ridge. Yeah, exactly. All right, all yeah. right. Yeah. I did not know that. Now we know. The only I did know that uh, Black Point was the only uh, boat dock or boat slip that was allowed for African Americans back in the day. Because all that. the good ones were, you know, when they say all the good ones, uh, were up Miami Beachway, um, North Beach, Aventura, that kind of stuff. Okay. So the African-American community would have to come all the way down here to, you know, to, if they were going to work as fishermen or, you know, let's, oh, let's wow. face it, there weren't a lot of African-Americans that had leisure boats. Yeah. These were working working people in working, you know, craft. So, you know, if they're fishing for mullet or... Uh, uh, or crab or shrimp or, or whatever it happens to be. So they'd have to come all the way down here to dock their boats and go to work. So now it's turned into one of the premium little spots where, with uh, uh, yeah, to every, dock your boat and, you know. Yeah, everyone wants to come out of Black Point now. Well, yeah, it's, it, it's less expensive than everything else for now. Yeah. Give them time. Oh, Give yeah, it'll, time. it'll go up. All right. Bobby K. he's three beers deep now. You did not use that first name. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Which means you've seen me on Facebook. Damn it. <laughs> like, until MySpace was a thing, my friends were not aware of my first name. No? Well, because I've been crap since I was 13, 12. All right. 
because it's 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 a cool name that like isn't defined. I I get to define it. Okay. And also, Bobby's like an eight year old. Not ripping on Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, my my grand one of my grandfathers was a Bobby. My grandfather is a was Rob. a Bobby. Is a uh, he he's Bob. My grandfather. Okay. Bob spelled backwards is Bob. I know, but Bob sounds like a forty year old. You know, I don't know. Well, we just Finance. went from little kid to forty year old. You well, know. Bo- well, yeah, that's Bobby. Bob's a forty year old, like you know, bald dude with a four hundred one k and three kids he hates. And oh wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow. He's he's the record executive picking to sign Britney Spears. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go rethink my whole Bobby. I think you know. Sorry, Bobby Lockhart, if you're listening. And Robert is just way too professional for me. I use I use Robert professionally, but it's just no, it's too much. No, right. What else you got? What do I got? What else are we talking about? Uh, whatever. Because I think we're about to start cutting into my drinking time. Your drinking time? Yeah. I got to get home. I got to work tomorrow, man. Oh, me too. Yeah, aren't you doing like getting up super early to do extra work and all that? Yeah, I do that. I got to get up super early to do that dad stuff. I usually you know, get up. I make lunches, make breakfast, make sure teeth probably get brushed. Yeah. I get up at like 3.45. Wow. Well, that's right. You work out too, <laughs> yeah. right? I get up in the morning, go to the gym, get my workout on, do a little jog, then uh, come get home. Get down tonight. Dun-dun-dun. Sorry. Yeah, I come home and then I uh, uh, make breakfast, take a shower, walk the dog. I see. Nope, nope, nope. I get up, uh, take a shower, and usually I get up, I put the coffee on, take a shower so that the coffee's done when I get out of the shower. And then it's uh, lunches, breakfast. Then I get myself ready while the kids eat, and then I got to take them to school. And then come home and. Band stuff. I'm either you know creating a f- e flyer or uh, calling a venue, booking agents, talent agents. That that just you know touching bases with Craig. You know, like I, before I even came on, he's like, "Hey man, is there anything I'm not supposed to talk about tonight?" <laughs> he's like, "No, we're good. There's there's everything's out there right now." <laughs> I so. I am hoping we get one more of you guys on because I want to do like the. I was half tempted to get Sean, get him down here because he's fun. If you get him liquored up, oh really? Yeah. I want the rear view mirror hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sean, you know, Sean's going to be a better guest for you than Jason. Jason, you know, I love the guy to death, but he's he, he'd be a little shy. Uh, he, uh, you know, well, yeah, he's a, he's a swell guy and everything. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, he's a powerhouse vocalist. Oh, no, I was going to say, he's, yeah. he's hands down the best singer in a cover band I've ever heard. I know. And <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I know. I know. Cool. I, I do, like 20 some odd years ago, I got him in a room. And, you know, I, I knew who he was because... Uh, he was playing with a cat who owned a bait shop down here. I was dating that guy's daughter. And uh, th- so somehow the two of us got in a room. And I had an acoustic guitar. And, you know, of course, you know, one thing leads to another. We start jamming, and I heard him sing. So I got it to where I was like, oh, you should come out. Because my band was looking for a singer at the time. And um, this was a Stone Monkey. Uh, just before Jay Talavera died, he had... Quit the band and get him back to the band. He quit the band again. Guy had issues. So anyway, uh, I tried to bring Jason in, and he wouldn't do covers. Wouldn't. And it's only now, 20 freaking years later, that he's doing covers. This cat's been doing just original material. 
And it, the sad thing is, is, I mean, they write really decent songs. It's just they never win anywhere with it. It's just, you know, they, let's yeah. go practice. It would turn into let's get drunk and then, you know, nothing well, would ever come of it. That's, that's what band practice is for. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what we used to do all the time. No. When I was in uh, Until They Turn Red, that's, that's what we did. We would go to my buddy's house. Everyone would show up with beer. Someone, mm-hmm. show, someone would, well, Papa Costa would usually show and up with a bottle. How successful was that band? Where is it today? Uh, well, we actually did pretty well. Actually, we we started playing shows pretty consistently, and then uh, and then uh, people would call us back out to play more. And we had we had all kinds. Of, we had fans. We started selling T-shirts. And speaking of, I have I have one of your T-shirts. I got yeah. it at the last show, the Riverview Mirror shirt. That's I love right. the logo. It is Thank phenomenal. You very much. And you guys are great, by the way. And that's why it's funny that you say that uh, Jason's kind of shy because I immediately wanted to like run up and like nerd out and, and like go song by song. And I'm simply telling him like why I like him because he's, he's got, like, got like this really. Like, like, just a pinch of like country, a little bit. Just a little sure. Oh, it. yeah. And it's awesome. I love that's it. that's another and reason he and I get along. We are both old school country, just fanatics. And he was like, "Thank you." I'm like, "Oh, you don't really care or what?" Like, he didn't. I, I thought he's he not to- used to that. I mean, he's he, again. He's been in a band where uh, before he'd be so freaking hammered that like I've heard stories where he would fall off stage and get cut or this, and he would go up and finish the show. <laughs> that's you know, the blood just you know <laughs> gushing out of him. Um. Uh, he's really cooled off on that. Like, he doesn't do shows with us, you know, uh, drunk or anything like that. None of us are really, you know, few beers, maybe the occasional joint or something before a show, but, you know, nobody's messed up. Uh, and uh, that's, uh, we're big on practice. Like, we're doing two to three times a week. Oh, wow. And it's it's not, you know, we don't, no, we don't drink. It's, you guys, you guys are phenomenal. Though. You guys are super, super yeah. tight. That's how, that's how you get there. Yeah, no, no. You know, no, focused absolutely. practice. Yeah. We, you know, we have a plan. It's like, okay, these are the three songs we're going to work on this week. So everybody comes in, and they've got, you know, most of it worked out, and may have an issue with a part or something like that, and then Sean and I will get together and work that out. And then usually, nine times out of ten, by the end of the night, we'll have two of the three done, ready to go. Nice. Put it in the set list. So we're constantly changing out material. And uh, what we call all killer, no filler. So there are a lot of bands in town that I'm not going to mention any names, but they try to be everything to everybody. I will, if you want. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's on you. And <laughs> I, I want to be supportive of the scene, and every band is awesome because it's a band that's out there putting themselves out playing live music. Did you just reference an Everclear song? Did I? <laughs> everything to everyone? Yeah, well, yeah. That, that's, that's a, that's a I, big, thought it, I thought it was on purpose. Sorry. No, no. That's, 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 it's, as far as I see in the local scene here, that, that's the biggest problem bands have, is that you, they try to be everything to everybody. So... You know, they're going to play some classic rock and a little Garth Brooks. And we're going to get some Pearl Jam in there. And, you know, maybe we'll get some Metallica in there, too. There's one band that I've seen that can pull it off. And them all name. That's Eclipse. And they can segue from some Latin shit right into Metallica. And it is fucking flawless. And that's what makes them good. Other bands, it's okay. We're going to play a Beatles song. And then we're going to play a Limp Biscuit song. And it's just, it's all over the damn map. And so well, you know your 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 crowd that's there because I mean let's face it the yeah. sixty year plus crowd they're not going to bars anymore and no, if they are not. they're damn sure out of there before the band cranks up yeah you know the only ones that are there are the folks that got no life it's the guy who comes up to you I mean everybody here wants to hear Skinnered everybody here wants to hear Skinnered man y'all ain't playing it <laughs> that's happened to me and I I say oh so you took a poll. You went around and you asked everybody here, and they all told you that they want to hear Skinner. Well, no, man, I just know. 
You obviously didn't ask that guy because the guy would punch you. No, no, I'm on stage. He's he's <laughs> down he's here. That, that, it, and literally, he's drunk. Every other show it'll happen where some mm. asshole will walk up. I mean, walk up to the stage and like you, you're like in the middle of a song and want to have a conversation with you. It's like I'm working up here, dude. You know, I I kind of need to pay attention to this. I got to count to four. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got shit to do. But it's getting better. It's getting better because I, I'm noticing that one, the audiences are. It's no longer the hippies. They're done. They're not coming to the bars anymore. It's my people. Yeah. You know, the, 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 it's me. The guys who were, you know, the, you know, folks who, you know, guys, ladies, whoever, folks, people who were in high school and in college in the 90s. Yeah. Those are the ones that are now empty nesters. Their kids have gone off to college. They're coming back out to the bar scene and they don't want to hear their dad's music. They want to hear their music. I, I was, that's why. Rearview Mirror is as is successful as it is. I was high school. That's why. I was in high school in the 90s. I don't have any kids. Am I, right. Am I doing it wrong? <laughs> depends. No, but I did, I did love you guys. It depends. I've never seen you have sex, nor do I want to, so I don't know what you're doing. Hold on. Hold on. Cancel. Cancel upload. <laughs> I'm not going to post that on your page. Every, I really like going to, to local shows or random shows to go see random bands or whatever, especially if I don't know who they are. I mm. really enjoy it because it's like, okay, maybe I'm going to find something I really like. Sure. Or maybe I'm going to learn something. I always try to go. I go into and, it with a, a good attitude. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm probably the biggest cheerleader and most supportive guy in the local scene because I want every band to be successful. I want every band to get gigs. And I, and I want more venues. And yeah. you go on podcasts too. It's weird. I do yeah. that. You know, um, I do do that. <laughs> my, as a musician, my biggest uh, judge, the, the, or the, my my first benchmark of any of any band, is I always judge how tight is the bass player and the drummer, because especially in a rock band, that is a, oh, a key ex- element. You ex- is, you explain this to me. The is, like relationships of the band members. Have. Yeah. So like the drums and the bass player have to be on point because the bass is playing harmony at the same time they're keeping time. So, I mean, foundation drum, and drive. Yeah, the drummer's keeping time, and the bass is the drive. Foundation if, and drive. If they're not together, the band will be all over the fucking place. The drums and the bass you should not be paying attention to, unless they make a mistake. That's the only time they're going to stick out of the track. You're not going to hear it until they make a mistake. If they go flawless and the band sounds great, it was because of the bass player and the drums. Because the guitar, you you're, you're yeah, you can have a mediocre guitar player that you put a good rhythm section behind him and it's going to make him shine. Yeah. And you explained to me that the like lead guitar and the singer have a different relationship but it's more entertaining. It's like you're not going to notice if they fuck up. Like like yes. either one of them. Yeah. Because okay, so basically for the guitar you're not you're not generally you're not keeping time. You're just playing the melody. And that's the same thing the singer's doing. He's with the with the vocals. It's more of a melody part. So as long as the drive and the rhythm is there, you can go wild over top of it as long as you're in time. If you're so in tune in in time, yeah, there's really not a lot you can't do. And if you look at the best guys, that's all they do. Stevie Ray Vaughan, yeah. but look who he had behind him. Jimi Hendrix, yeah, but look who he had behind him. Um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, Randy Rhodes, look who he had behind him. You know, yeah. uh, pick any guitar hero and look at that rhythm section that was behind him. And they are every time flawlessly tight, like... Just outstanding, and I was super impressed because when I saw you, you and Craig play together. Well, yeah, Craig and I, have, you know, been working together for years now. Yeah, well, well, as, we played as you know, I was a guitar player in yeah. Hundred Pound Test with you. That's right. And uh, <laughs> you know, uh, he kind of pulled me into that, and that's what got me back into the music scene. You know, at least you know, I was doing the radio thing for years, and yeah. so yeah, he pulls me back in like Pacino in Godfather Three. You love it. Uh, I do. 
you but I was super impressed because you guys are super super fucking tight like just phenomenally tight well, that's the on, practicing on three times a week point like damn like ab- above expectations like the first time I went out to see you guys I was like holy shit damn like it didn't that's, matter we get, the, we get that a lot that my, that's, uh, that's one of the best compliments I ever had was this old uh, he was the president of the Southern Cross Motorcycle Club so we're talking a real life you know Clay Teller here. I mean, you know, just you know. Uh, I just finished that series, right? Yeah, you were, you're, you're real, real life Clay Morrow. That's that's yeah. Jack's Teller Clay Morrow. So I mean, real life, you know, one percenter kind of dude. This this guy bleeds fucking motor oil. Uh, we played at the Glades Club, and this is the first time we'd ever played. And we they called us, so it's not like we you know petitioned them to get this gig, but we weren't turning anything down at this point either. So we go out there, and if you've never been to the Glades Club, uh, let me tell you a little bit about it. It's out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Literally out in the middle of nowhere. Next to some abandoned-ass railroad tracks. It's a little shack that doesn't look like a bar. It looks like it's abandoned. And then in the back of it is like an acre and a half of just open land with a tiki bar, with a wet bar and taps and all that kind of stuff. So these, you know... Literally, you could get killed out there. They could dump you, you know, 20 feet away, and you're never going to get found again. You were, you were never there. You're, you're done. You were never there. Yeah. So I'm walking into biker land, you know, Sons of Anarchy land, uh, and I'm like, I know we don't play classic rock. We don't play classic rock, and we're going into the, the, the fucking lion's den. It's like, okay, if we can pull it off here, we can pull it off anywhere. We got this. So we go in, and the show's great. Um, there was one chick, her name was Lisa, and I love her to death. There's always a Lisa at every I show. I was about to say, there's <laughs> always a Lisa. She's the one that's in the back of the room. Play some fucking ICDC! <laughs> Why can't you play some fucking Skinner? That chick, I love her, right? With, uh, just can, hold I, on, Lisa, it's coming up next. <laughs> I can hear her voice in my eyes. So, yeah, yeah um, we, we do the, we do the, the show, and... You know, uh, the guy comes up to me. He's like, man, uh, got to tell you something. Like, oh, boy, here it comes. Like, you guys are different, but you're fucking good. It's like, that's the best compliment I've ever got. You're definitely not getting stabbed. Yeah, I, I'm not going to die tonight because this guy thought, you know, the, it's like, you know, this is clearly not music in his wheelhouse. But we performed it well enough that he's like, yeah, that that's some good shit. I like that. You know, I, I have no idea who Tool is, but I like that song y'all played. I who's what Pearl Jelly, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but that fucking even flow, man, that was a good song, man. I like that one. Who does that one? Uh, yeah, and it, it was really like that. It's like you know, this guy had just—he's never turned it off. Big one hundred five nine. You know, he, he knows Paul <laughs> Castronovo and what he says is music, and that's it. Uh, and so for that dude. To, you know, embrace what we did to the point where it's like, this is, you know, out of your wheelhouse. This is not in your comfort zone, but you still dug it. Yeah, man. That's, that's, yeah. Nice. So that was, that was really cool. That's, so far, that's been the, the, the coolest thing that, that's happened. They actually do play Pearl Jam on 1059 now, and I've died a little inside. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's the new classic rock. I don't, don't, call it, call it, call it an oldie so I can punch you in the face. Well, Are you right? Probably, but I still yeah. want to punch you in the face. Like, well, I mean, I worked at Magic. You know, it's now I, now it's the beach, oh, and that, that was there when the transition happened. And I was, t- I was, t- I kept telling listeners, uh, 
So Magic for the longest time. I grew did up on Magic. Fifties and sixties. I would fall. That was it. Yeah. You didn't hear disco. You didn't hear the Bee Gees. There was none of that shit. So at some point, and it's, I believe this is right about the time that Lincoln Financial acquired the station. Rick Shaw retires because he couldn't send an email. He couldn't figure out how to work the email. <laughs> So he saw I remember Rick Shaw. <laughs> Rick, Rick was a swell guy, man, and and uh, just one of the best DJs in the business back when it was a business worth being in. Uh, and he he got out, he got in at the right time, and wrote it until the very end. So more power to that dude. Anywho, um, they changed the format. The oldies changed, so yeah. it went from being fifties and sixties and doo wop and that kind of stuff Hill, to magic yeah that kind of stuff. I used to fall asleep at that station. To 60s, 70s, and 80s. So they started playing more disco, more Donna Summer, more Michael Jackson. They play a shit Incidentally, ton of, shit ton of one of the programming rules was that at, at Magic was they would never have two black artists back to back. Oh, little known wow. secret, little known radio wow. secret there. But the formula worked. It, it worked. So I would be going out and doing events because they were you know, doing great in the ratings. I'd go out and do events, and you would get these really old people. Uh, who would come up and like, you know, why don't you play the doo-wop anymore? Why don't you play these old songs? And uh, I was like, do you want me to tell you the truth? I'm like, yeah. I was like, because you're old. Nobody wants to advertise to you anymore. Nobody cares what you think anymore. And they're like, exactly what you just did, where you're like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's kind of shitty. Are you ever going to buy a car again? No. I was like, you know what kind of deodorant you're going to be using for the rest of your life? Yeah. Nobody wants to advertise for you. Your neck doc- your the next- only thing we can sell you is reverse mortgages and prepaid funeral. That's it. Your Cash. next doctor's appointment is uh, the autopsy. Like- yeah, that's <laughs> it. And they just, you know, they didn't like hearing that. Still here, still selling real fake doors. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, you know, that was the, you know, jumping over that. Now the classic rock people, and I love it because the hippies held music hostage for like 35, 40 fucking years. That, okay, this classic rock, this is the golden age of music. This is it. This is the be-all, end-all. It's never been better than this. It'll never be better than this. Look at who we got. The Beatles, Eric Clapton, Led Zeppelin, you know, just, you know, just to name a few. Okay. John Lennon, great guy, right? Ish. Yeah, yeah. remember when you, you, Yoko, that he used to beat on her all the time? He also beat on his first wife. And let's not forget Julian Lennon, that he just up and left so he could go get him some of that uh, yeah, some of that Yoko goodness. All right? Jimmy Page, kidnapped and raped a 14-year-old girl. Wrote about it in his autobiography, and nobody lets it go. Clapton admits to being a, just a, a heavy-duty woman beater back in the day. And wasn't he pretty pretty racist like back in the day? Uh, that and and then you know the heroin use, uh, uh, all that kind of stuff. These guys were not golden gods. They were not here. They were not good people. They weren't. But we were you know hold up that Clapton is God, and you know they were they were put yeah. up on these pedestals and all that. Now the old gods are dying. Oh, they've died. They've died. Uh, they've been great, dead. and it's about freaking time. Because if I hear Barracuda. One more fucking time, <laughs> somebody's got to die. <laughs> somebody's got to fucking die. I mean, I, I could pick really. up the guitar and play the riff right now. No, you of course you can, and I've had to teach it. Oh, that's painful. I've had, dude. I hate Brown Eyed Girl. I hate that song with a fucking passion. But you know, 
somebody comes up with a $20 bill and wants to hear it, you know, I'm not in the uh, going broke business. I'm in the, you know, let's make some money business. But I learned it for you tonight. All right. <laughs> well, you just hold on to that, all right? <laughs> and these gods would have never existed if, like, you know, the internet was a thing. Well, no, and, and the other thing that comes with the internet, physical media is dead. Sure. Physical media is out the door. We talked. Well, we touched on it a little bit well, earlier. Yeah, I mean, now, like, toys. With my daughters, they never play with toys anymore. It's all iPad. Yeah, iPad. And dolls, coloring, coloring books and art and that kind of stuff, they'll still do that. But, like, as far as, like, my youngest, she likes these things that are, what are the LOLs or what they're called. And it's basically, it, you unwrap it. And then you, but layer by layer, you get, okay, oh, a little pair of sunglasses. Oh, I do another, like, a sticker. And that's what it is. It's yeah. the unwrapping that they're selling you. Yeah. And she's all about that. Now, as soon as she's unwrapped it, that shit's on the floor. It's, you know, boom, she's on to the next thing. You can throw it away. It doesn't matter. Well, that's the beauty of LOLs. Wouldn't you know it? They're so conveniently done that there's a million and six of them. And they're releasing a new series uh, every, like, 15 minutes. There's a new <laughs> set of them that are coming out. And, it, like, my daughter, I don't know how. She doesn't have an email. But this girl will sit down. And it's like, okay, series six has this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. And it, I guess, you know, it's kind of the same as, like, when we were growing up, they had G.I. Joes or Transformers or something. And, yeah. you know, they, there's a million and five names, but you knew them all. This is actually sounding very much like when, when I would buy uh, the Marvel card series one, two, and three. Yeah. Sure. I, I knew which one I had by the number. Yeah, all this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Like, my nephew, he just turned six. And he doesn't have, I mean, he's got a shit ton of toys, but he doesn't really play with any of them. He plays with the iPad. iPad. And, and he plays with, we just, we got him the Nintendo Switch for his birthday. He's all about the Nintendo Switch now. But uh, for Christmas last year and his birthday, he he goes on YouTube and they have videos of people unwrapping presents and oh, yeah. and, 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 and my kids watch that's how that's stuff. the LOLs. Yeah, and he watches these things. So then when it comes time for like, you know, birthday, Christmas, get him something for whatever, it's like, hey, what do you want? And he'll go and he'll pull up the video and go, I want this one. And it's like, I want this exact toy with this thing, da da da. This is exactly this is exactly it. Oh, okay. Okay. You just made it easy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. My kids, it's, uh, it's um, you know, they want uh, us to get them the iPad, the, the cards, so they can get skins oh, yeah. for their games, uh, that, that kind of thing. I've never seen anything like it. It's crazy. That, that girls that don't play with dolls, or the, no, I guess they do play with dolls, but the dolls are now zeros and ones. Yeah, they're digital. So they, they, you know, they, they're still doing the, the doll clothes, but now they're skins. So I guess maybe it is the same sort of thing. But I had all the Ninja Turtles. There you go, but you knew all the <laughs> names, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I had the fucking pizza shooter thing that actually shot these little round plastic the, pizzas. Uh, the pizzas, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> By the way, never go back and watch that cartoon. It's horrible. Yeah, it, it, it does doesn't hold on. Oh, you, you can't go back. I, I went and tried to go back and watch Voltron with my kids. No, no, no. Some yeah. stuff's good, still good. Like the 90s uh, Batman's still the, good. Yeah, the 90s that, Batman. Yeah, that one, Batman animated series, that will last forever. Yeah, that's up there with the the old uh, the fifties Supermans that they did, that were. Uh, I, I, uh, no, I watched something on YouTube. Like it, it was kind of like a high rate reel from that, and yeah. it was still really good. Yeah, they're they're great. I mean, it looks it looks retro as hell. Oh yeah, yeah. but it because it looks retro as hell, it it plays. It's the guys with the double breasted suits and the fedoras and yeah. you know the the whole thing. Uh, it, it's great. 
Well, boys, I, I, I think that's the show. We've run out of shit to talk about. Could you sound more he, like he hates, Paul he hate, Young, Young Ron? What? He hates the moment of silence. That's why I didn't say anything. I'm just going to let it ride as long oh, as possible because yeah. I knew it was going to get under his skin. Because yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah, do that yeah. on radio. No, you can't. We can do that here. No, we have, it's a quick way to lose <laughs> listeners. Yeah. After that 30 seconds, they're, re- they're already reaching for, and especially with you guys, I mean, it's just a matter of click off. No, no. for that 30 seconds, they probably looked at their phone going, what happened to the volume? What happened to the volume? What the fuck? What's wrong with my phone? And then we start talking again, and they go, oh. oh. Be- because people actually listen to us on purpose, whereas the radio is just there. Like, Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. You know, Nobody's going to find you fuckers by accident. you got to go looking. Yeah. Well, uh, you know you know who we went looking for? Mm. Schnebley's Winery. Oh, damn it, oh. I mentioned it earlier. Oh. <laughs> we haven't mentioned it all show. So we, I started doing this thing where we've been plugging Schnebley's Winery. Yeah. They're not paying us. Okay. And, and we're not brought to you by them, but maybe one day we will be. Who knows? Schnebley's Winery is awesome. They should, they should call uh, Craig about getting booking Review Mirror out there. That would not be a bad idea. Actually, I, I can see that, you know, you know, wine with your pinky up and a little 90s grunge and alt rock. Actually, I just, I'm on their email list. I just got an email from them. They have a sale going on. If you buy six bottles, you get six bottles 50% off. Wow. So it's buy six, get six half off. Yeah, and they have karaoke Fridays at the winery. I, they have bands out there. They've yeah, had they Eclipse. Yeah. They've had a couple. I think the Dropouts have played out there. Yeah, they what? got uh, and they have Prime Rib Fridays for fifteen bucks. They have food too. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they had food. Fifteen bucks Prime, Prime Rib Prime Fridays. Rib? That's not bad for Prime no, Rib. No, it is not. Y'all should check out the winery, like their social media, and then tell them you heard it from us. And then tell them to sponsor <laughs> <laughs> the Band Practice Podcast. Yeah, so that's the thing we've been doing every episode for. I think we've been doing it like five or six episodes now since since Gmail. Have you showed up there? Like, you know, you're supposed to do a remote, just show up. No, we haven't. I, we've been playing. We've been thinking about that. Just show up down there and just, and just start talking to everybody and tell them we heard it from our podcast. Don't right, tell them you're from the podcast and you know, you're here. To, you want to? You're here to do the live remote. Donna set it up. <laughs> Donna set it up. There's always a Donna. <laughs> And I found in life, <laughs> if you don't ask and you just do, you're amazed at what you can get. You what get what away are you with here it. for? We're we're you know we're doing a podcast from Schnebley's Winery, you know, to to talk about the the the, the wine and the events that you guys have. Donna what didn't a wonderful tell you? establishment. Donna, listen, you, you haven't spoken to Donna about this. <laughs> Donna hasn't talked to you. There you go. So you're already on board. Right? Donna hasn't talked to you. And I then mean, you keep setting up. up. And then I'm so sorry. Up. All right, listen, Donna was supposed to call. I don't know what the breakdown was, but here's what's happening. And then she goes yeah. and finds Donna. <laughs> and you keep setting up. And we just start recording. Yeah. Then you, you, know, you start doing your thing, and you, you, just do your, you, you do it in your best wine voice. We're at Schnebley's. We're enjoying a nice Chablis. It's just delightful. I need a wine voice that hot. Yeah, right? <laughs> I had a fellow in the store the other day told me I was the smoothest sounding white man. <laughs> <laughs> this is a gay black fellow. Of course he was gay. Oh, yeah. You know, it's just, uh, my, my thing was bald, except he had, like, off to the side, this little crown of hair. Like a little three-tiered crown of hair growing off to the side. Like a little cr- like you would see a clown wear. Okay. All right. But his was actual hair growing out of his head that he grew like this on purpose. Nice. And with, the you know, the, the ghetto lisp. He's so smooth for a white man. He's like, well, thank you. That's very nice of you. It was really weird. I went and, uh, I don't know how to take this, uh... I was at, where was it? I think it was Macy's, and I was getting, I had to buy a new shirt and tie. Mm-hmm. I forget, me and the wife were doing something family related. I think one of her sisters was getting married, or a baby was having a baptism sure. or something, sure. some, some whatever. And uh, I go there and get the shirt, and I'm in line, and uh, 
the dude, the counter, gay black dude, he comes up and he's like, oh, you know, whatever. He's like, you should, you should get this color shirt instead. And I was like, why? He's like, it'll look better on you. I was like, all right, I don't give a fuck. Let's get that color then. I got that color. And he's like, hold on, turn around. And I was like, okay. He's like, holds the shirt up to my back. He's like, this one will fit you. I was like, okay, cool. Let's do this. And then he's like, he's like, you know, you remind me of a young Robert Redford. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and I'm there with my wife, and she starts laughing, and she's like, you know, she looks at me, she's like, you know, I never, th- I never thought about that until you just said it. And I was like, who the fuck is Robert Redford? <laughs> That's three days of the Condor, man. I was like, uh, He was in Captain three days Civil of the Condor. War. He was, I, uh, I know who he spy, is. Uh, was the, the one he did with Brad Pitt? Yeah. Oh, it? that was good. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I know who he is now. Sneakers. That's a good one. Sneakers. He was, that's a good one with, with uh, Sidney Poitier. Yeah. And a young River Phoenix before he kicked the croak and, and died at the Viper Club yeah. that Johnny Depp owned at the time. What did I say all that out loud? It's on VH1 <laughs> behind the whatever. like Behind the whatever? Yeah. Yeah, that he died at the Viper Club. Nobody yeah. mentions that Johnny Depp owned it at I, the I time. I knew that. <laughs> it yeah. was the go-to spot for uh, the heroin chic crowd. And Dan Aykroyd was in, was in Sneakers too, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. He was great in that. Absolutely. That's, that's right up there with, like, with Ghostbusters as far as... You like, know, he's still alive and not doing anything, and that kind of bothers me. No, he's, he's involved with uh, the House of Blues. That's him. No, but like I haven't seen him. Like I want to see him on a screen somewhere. Oh, well, well, isn't it? There's him talk about blo- a new uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I heard, that, yeah. I heard he's he's championing it. Right and now. he does a radio show. He does the but Blues he's... Brothers radio show on satellite radio every uh, every week. Hmm. So I mean, he's he's still out there working, uh, still producing stuff. Isn't he in like a lot of the the Happy Gilmore type movies? Yeah, I thought I thought he was. Uh, Really pushing for the the Ghostbusters thing to happen. I thought they were all kind of like leaving that alone because Harold Ramis is dead. Is gone. Like, and, and, and have you? Are you gonna do it without Egon? Have you seen the actual all female one? Yeah, I've seen it. and I'm like, you can physically feel that Harold Harold Ramis was not involved. Like, 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 like there's points and there's lines of dialogue where you're like, that would have been awesome, but unfortunately, Harold Ramis is no, dead. It, like, it, yeah, no, it was it's re- it's reductive. It, it didn't need to be done. No, you know what needs to happen is uh, Disney just needs to buy it. And then they can. Uh, then they then they get it done right. They give it to the Marvel people. Yeah, and cool. they'll just do it, and they'll just digitally put Egon in. Yes, <laughs> bring him back as a fucking ghost. Yeah, just done. That's I it. I think we just wrote the movie there, boys. That's the premise. Egon comes back to warn the other dudes about something, and they've got to work with the ghost to bust the other ghost. But at the end, it means that they got to send Egon on to. There it is. And I'm, boom. I'm already crying. I'm yeah. Already crying. I, 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 already I already feel an emotional. I already feel an emotional. Son of a bitch. Then we have to watch Hail Rainbow. feel good hit yeah. of the summer. Oh, holy shit. That's a, that's a great premise. Disney, get on your shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> the name's Wes. Give me a call. All right. <laughs> that's what I do. Come up with ideas. Oh, well, man. boys, is that about it? Have we done it? Have we you done ready? the podcast? You're ready to go, huh? Yeah, I'm getting tired. It's about that time. Okay, fair enough. So, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, don't be a douche. Don't be a douche. Aww.